Should I text my mother right now to tell her I'll call her in an hour? That's probably a good idea. Okay. She's going to fall asleep soon. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Your son sucks. I'm going to edit this show now so I can keep that in there. <laughs> I've been thinking about her all day. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, or semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 8th, and this is episode 591. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the playoffs, plus we've got a stat of the week and an undegoogleable. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, Coast to Coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to the Enforcer, who's not with us this week. Hope, hopefully you're having fun. And uh, second shout out to, excuse me, my friends Adam and Rebecca, who uh, celebrated their wedding last night. And I mean, they didn't have a wedding. They celebrated the fact that they had a wedding because they got married during COVID. So, uh, but it was a good time had by all. Um, lots of good uh, toasts and uh, something I had never seen before. So the the bride's little brother is a musician, and he wrote a song for his sister. Whoa! Which was like really good. It was like a in a the style of a musical and uh yeah it was seed just oh, brought man. the house down it was it was yeah intense. yeah he's he's taking the toast awesome. to the next level right there yes for sure Whew. and from where are you, where are you the you're traveling man you're back in Asheville I'm in, uh, in Asheville in the void in the void <laughs> uh he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles it's John the natural Colson what is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, what is up, Undebeatables? Uh, quick shout out to all the mothers out there. We're recording on Mother's Day. Um, and uh, Mom, I'm, I promise I'm going to call after the show. So. Uh, and if you don't, you just edit it out, right? Or, or yeah, no, I leave it in. This counts as me wishing her Happy Mother's Day, I think. Oh, yeah. there you go. It's a win win. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did also want to mention, um, I, to, to, to derail the pod before we even get started, um, you might notice on the feed right now that you're getting um, clip shows from previous eras, um, and everybody knows what that means. It means that there's a new clip show coming out. So um, there, uh, I think the 1 to 50 and the 
50 to 100 and the 100 to, to 150, I think were unavailable on the iTunes feed at this point. Um, so, um, so now you can have those again. I've re-released them. And um, by Thursday, you will have um, a couple, three more um, old clip shows and a brand new one. So shout out mm. to clip shows. You could catch up on five years of podcasting in as short as 10 hours. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, Colson, do you know uh, your your namesake this week? The Natural? The Natural? Okay, so this yeah. is, uh, this is a, a nickname from a former Pacer, correct? It is, yeah. And I, I uh, if you don't have any leads on this, I can give you the years he was on the team. Am I allowed mm. to guess? No? Yeah, oh, for sure. You yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Help me out here. Uh, I want to say this is like... Uh, old ABA day stuff maybe mm. uh, Billy Keller or something like that no nope, not, that like that. not that far uh, back what about uh, Vern Fleming nope nope not that far back is this, is I'll it, give oh, not you, even that uh, far back okay no no mm. uh, and I'll give you another hint too this may be my wife's least favorite pacer ever uh, Hansborough nope nope <laughs> no, beef, no beef with him <laughs> <laughs> no beef with Hansborough? I mean, no, he was energetic young man. Sure. <laughs> I like bulls. His <laughs> tenure was from 2000s, um, the 2006-07 season to the 2010-11 season. Oh, okay. He was around for a while. Uh, right before we started uh, podcasting. Mike yeah. Dunleavy. Ooh, It's good Dunleavy. Yay! The natural. <laughs> the natural. natural. That's his nickname. Wow. Is it because he was a white guy that uh, hit balls into the lights or something? Yeah, exactly. Know. He broke all the lights. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just really liked that movie. I don't know. It anyway. wasn't because he was gifted. I mean, he was in the NBA for a good while. Oh, man. So, so was mean, his dad. I mean... I think anyway, it was nepotism more than anything. That's all I'm saying. I'm not here to argue uh, nicknames. <laughs> uh, I just call them as I see them. You know. Why, why does why does she, uh, your wife hate uh, Mike Dunleavy so much? You know, I think it was well. The team was bad at the time, and when he left, so I think it was more that after he left, he was like particularly crappy to like play against, and he was like he did crappy things to our players and. Mm. Um, like it seemed things that were like out of the ordinary, you know, uh, bad fouls and and just a lot of jawing against the pace. Really? Okay. And so he 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 had bad bad taste in his mouth after playing. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he score like twenty five points a game for us though? He was like uh, legit. He, he had a. I mean, he had a pretty good run uh, for the Pacers. While well, I mean, the team was it, only winning thirty games a season, but you know. No, actually, the to- he topped out at on on the Pacers. He topped out at nineteen. Point one, so okay. money's still a respectable number. But for for his the uh, for his career, eleven point two was his PPG. I remember I was living in Santa Cruz when uh, we made the trade for Dunleavy and uh, who was the other guy? Uh, Troy Murphy, right? That's right with Warriors. Golden State. Yeah. So my friend Jenna was a a Warriors fan. And so she gleefully printed out the like ESPN.com report 
and put it on my desk and was like, <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you have Mike Dunleavy now. <laughs> yeah. and, and Troy Murphy, yeah. um, who was also a peach, wasn't he? Um, and we, we gave up, uh, was that, that was uh, Stephen Jackson and, and Al Harrington, right? Yeah. Oh, man. God, that was trying to fix the brawl. I'm yep. not sure we did we did the uh, the right move there. All right, team. So, uh, well, before we get into the show, and I think this might be this probably will become a recurring segment, the Mike Dunleavy uh, uh, pre-show discussion. But um, after that, we uh, wanted to remind listeners they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, heading over to Patreon.com/slash/Undebeatables. You can support our show. For as little as a dollar per month, uh, I know one of the um, the perks. Uh, if you like the clip shows, one of the perks is uh, Colson has been uh, posting in our patron only area of Slack. Um, he says unedited, but it's somewhat edited. Um, clip show uh, that it's the 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 audio file that he he uh, trims into its final beautiful form. Um, but right now it is uh, it is. Uh, Two and a half hours, something like that. Yes, yeah, so I was trying to find a nice <laughs> so. way to, to say it's two and a half hours. But if you like listening uh, to, to it's the longer shows, than is... Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, but no, uh, when the uh, and that, and that's the thing, right? Do you have to pay five dollars to get on the on Patreon? Normally, but for, yeah. For well, uh, I recommend I recommend everybody do it because uh, you could have already had the clip show last week. Yep. And, the, and f- the, uh, the Snyder Cut version, right? The uncut version. <laughs> you can brag to your, your friends and coworkers that you've already heard the upcoming show. I guess if you'd listened to the previous shows, you'd also would have heard everything too. But I think I'm kind of arguing against supporting us. I'm going to stop talking about <laughs> yes. that. No, it's about the artistry that I put in, in, in mashing That's all true. of those sound clips together. It's true. There's a lot of inside jokes in there. Um, within itself, too, it, it it speaks to itself as well as previous clip shows. So, mm-hmm. if you want to be in the know, that's how give you get it a there. Go. Also, uh, so today, well, so as you listen to Monday, uh, May 9th, uh, I found a new website. You know, you know how there's um, uh, holidays for everything now. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I found the a website that lists what they all are and. Um, so Monday, May 9th is National Lost Sock Memorial Day. <laughs> Memorial. Yeah. So all the socks that are no longer with us, we just take a day to think about them and remember what they had done with us. And um, it's love. I hate. I hate losing. I hate losing. I'd rather lose both socks than one sock. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then you just keep that one sucker around. You hold on to yeah. that one sucker forever. Yeah, you do. The, Hoping that the other other find the other going to show up. It's, <laughs> it's going to show up, but it never does. It never does. It rarely does. And that's the thing, because sometimes it does. Not often. If it never worked, I would just toss it. it's in the fitted sheet, I notice. It'll get mm. caught in that little elastic, uh, elastic mm-hmm. area of the fitted sheet. Uh, but sometimes you will just put your sheets on and with the sock in there and not even know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Crazy. anyway, R.I.P. Lost Socks. 
what are we, are we supposed to like do a barbecue for that is like is that uh, <laughs> like what do people do to celebrate lost sock memorial day yeah i think a barbecue is probably good uh you know just i i think the most important part is just being with your loved ones i think that's yeah. that's what it's about sure say a few words over dinner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah in, uh, according to this very unverified uh, uh, page about Nos- National Lost Sock Memorial Day, the average person loses 1.3 socks each month. That seems that's way that seems over. real high. That seems real high. For me, there's no way. I mean, the baby the baby stuff though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I would say good that call. our lost sock ratio has gone up yeah. enormously. So okay, okay, fair enough. Also, yeah, my lost sock ratio has has gone up since I moved in with dogs. So I, I mean, mm. probably a lot of people have dogs. So there's probably yeah. that. All right, I'll, I'll take one point three. I was thinking like four a year, but whatever. With with babies, and dogs, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. This well, if you accept verifiable. If you accept it, number. we will move on to the next segment. We do. So we're we're here, of course, to talk about the NBA playoffs. They are marching on. At tw- twenty minutes in, we're going to start talking we'll basketball. Start talking <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. There's socks. Uh, socks are important to you know. We got to give the people what they uh, what they need, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's the information. So the playoffs, as I said, moving on the Western Conference pretty interesting i think the uh phoenix and dallas uh as of today series is tied two to two luca putting some work in and uh and getting the series all tied up had a pretty well luca luca's just been phenomenal in, in this series um last game uh chris paul fouled out like nine minutes left in the game um so you know he's been he's been an important part of that team and that's i mean for any team that's a that's a red flag for me. If Chris Paul is a is a major part of your team, then um, back to the drawing board. But uh, <laughs> but it's a it's a two two series. So uh, I mean, I think that I don't think anybody w- was thinking very highly of uh, Dallas in this matchup. Um, Jason, do you uh, you think uh, the Mavs got what it takes to to finish this off, or uh, I mean, is, is Phoenix just truly the better team, and they're gonna? the runaway with this i mean i think phoenix is truly the better team but i've been impressed i guess with dallas's ability to hang in these games and uh make it competitive i mean i didn't see game four but it looks like from the box score that basically dallas came out and hit a flurry of threes and uh phoenix couldn't recover basically i mean the impressive thing is that you know we when we talked about this series we were like well Doncic is going to have to score 50 a game for them to be competitive and he hasn't I mean he's been doing Doncic things but he's been you know scoring high 20s low 30s or whatever and and Dallas has still been effective um you know now it's a three-game series and you know this is why you play the 82 games Phoenix gets two of those games at home so um I fully expect Phoenix to pull this out. Um, I thought it would take five games, but it looks like it might go the distance at some level. That Dallas crowd is really impressive, and, and the Mavericks play 
you know, they have a bunch of role players and role players always play better at home. So, you know, that gives them an edge there. But yeah, doesn't help losing Chris Paul for nine minutes of the most crucial <laughs> quarter not. of a game. Yeah, he, he tends to be their closer. So, um, I, you know, I think one of the things that I assumed uh, was that uh, Phoenix was going to be able to defend the three-pointer. Um, you know, and that's why I picked in five or six or whatever I picked. I might even said sweep. <laughs> um, and, uh, but that, that spread offense, um, you know, they're shooting the, the heck out of the ball right now. And when it's going in, they're winning games. So um, I think Phoenix is still one of the best uh, defensive teams in the NBA. Um, and I'm sure they'll figure this out. Or at some point, Dallas will start start missing some shots. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still picking... Uh, Phoenix as well. Uh, moving down to the other, uh, the other uh, semifinal, uh, Golden State uh, in Memphis, the three-two matchup. Golden State, as of recording, is uh, up two to one. There's been a little bit of drama in this one, uh, some some injuries, and uh, Dylan Brooks took a whack at uh, Gary Payton Jr. and uh, I think fractured his elbow. Um, He's going to be out for a bit. Dylan Brooks got suspended for game three. Um, I, I guess, like, uh, Colson, did you think that that was like a non-basketball play or, you know, how did you feel about that, that foul? That's tough. I mean, I, you know, we, we, we get to watch these things over and over again in slow-mo. Um, and so we, we get to kind of relive these things and decide whether there's intent based on what happened at half speed or a quarter speed. Um, I don't think it was great. Um, you never want to injure somebody. I know Steve Kerr, uh, coach of the Warriors, came out and uh, said, you know, this is a disgrace. This is not a basketball play. And, um, uh, you know, this is a bad look for Memphis and, and uh, Dylan Brooks. So um, he also could just be backing up his guy, but... I, I, I'm not thrilled by it. I don't think that Dylan Brooks was trying to break somebody's arm. But if you're going for non-basketball plays, stuff's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the angle that he took was horrid. And that leads me to believe, like, his intent was to foul Gary Payton Jr. hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he, he wanted to give a playoff foul. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why. It was three minutes into the first quarter. <laughs> He's trying game. to make a statement. Yeah, exactly. Where a game in which I mean, I guess Memphis, you know, they they lost game one, and so they were wanting to come out and and sort of make a statement, and they ended up winning that game. You know, they did. So, yeah. Um, no small part in due to the fact that uh, Golden State was without Gary Payne Jr. You know, uh, I was very impressed with Golden State's response. They went ahead and dropped 142 on Memphis's head in game three. Yeah. Um, which I went, I, I was like, that's got to be some kind of playoff record. 142 is crazy. It's it's not. It's like the 23rd most points or something <laughs> scored by a single team in a playoff game or something. So, uh, anyway. Uh, that was my stat of the week, man. Scooped. Ah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. In fact, the Wizards uh, scored 142 against the Pacers last year in uh, the, the play in game. So, it seems right. Nice. Uh, 
Yeah. But those don't th- those don't count though, right? That, that it didn't count. Ca- it was on the list that I looked up, but it wasn't. I see. Yeah, I agree. But it's not. It's it, it, it's it's part of the void. Yeah, no, we should scrub that from the Wikipedia page. Actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, without Gary Payton Jr., it, it um, you know it doesn't sound like that's a big name that the Warriors are relying on, but he does have the ability to guard Morant one on one, and right. you know that's a little bit limiting, but. Um, no one else on that team can. Right. But from <laughs> top to bottom, like the Warriors just have so much more play playoff experience and you know, their coaching staff has been in this situation so many times to sort of make adjustments and figure things out. You gotta think that experience is gonna be the, the guider here. But you know, they play game four is tomorrow, I believe. So it's in Memphis. Memphis has a oh no, it's in Golden State. Sorry. Memphis has yeah. the home court advantage here. But yeah. um so, big game for Memphis there, I guess. Don't oh yeah, there. I think if they don't if they don't win tomorrow, I I, I think this thing's a wrap. Um, but if they can even this thing up, you know, like you said, it's a three game series. Yep. Um, and they well, would have I, court. So. one thing is uh, John Moran is expected to miss game four. Uh, he mm. uh, in in game three, uh, Jordan Poole uh, pulled on Morant's knee when they were uh, Poole was going in for the ball. And got uh, uh, Morant's knee a bit. He was hobbling a bit in, at the end of the game, and and uh, so he's expected to miss. So uh, that's a, I mean, that's a huge, huge. Miss that is a so, bummer. Uh, now you yeah. got to remember they went twenty and two without him this season, though. True. Let's see. True. So are you saying take all your savings and put it in on the no. on the Grizz? No. Okay. Um, bet uh, bet everything on strike it rich. Okay. So that's where the West is right now. It's uh you know two two close series, and I don't think there's any any clear uh, front runner in, in either of those really. Uh, in the East, we got the one four matchup: Miami Heat versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Miami's up two to one. The Embiid missed games one and two, but came back for game three, and and uh, Philly won that one. Um, Jason, have you uh, uh, got to see any of uh, this particular series? Any any good thoughts on this one? I've not seen a ton. I was uh, it was pretty um, you know Willis Reed esque. You know, because their initial reports were that Embiid was going to miss game three, but then he ends up. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting cleared to play and plays and and comes out and has pretty dominant performance, you know, doing Joel Embiid things and you know Miami was cold from the floor and couldn't score, <laughs> and so that made it kind of easy for Philly to win. So I'm really intrigued to see they are currently playing as we, as we're recording now, and uh, I think the last time I checked, Philly was up. Uh, yeah, Philly's up like ten or something like that uh, in the third, but. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously Joel Embiid, you know, as we discussed going into the series, is the key to Philadelphia's success. So um, him coming back in Game 3 and looking like Joel Embiid is is huge, despite the fact that he's wearing a mask. And um, Yeah, so it's a whole new ballgame, right? Again, like, if Philly's able to win this game, it's a tie series and it's a three-game set. And, you know, Miami has to figure out how to handle Embiid, and I don't know that they have the big guys to do it. Yeah, I mean, 
he wasn't incredibly dominant in 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 uh, game three, but his presence makes right. the whole team make more sense, right? Right. Um, they weren't going to get out of this series doing a spread offense with uh, James Harden. It was, just wasn't going to happen. Uh, Harden's not who he used to be, um, and uh, you know, not exactly the old uh, Rockets or anything like that. So, um, I hey. think. Um, also, I think uh, it be improves them defensively quite a bit. Um, yeah. Oh, huge. So yeah. uh, it takes away a lot of what Miami was doing, but going to the basket and things like that. So I called this one sweep. I didn't think there was any chance that uh, uh, that Embiid was going to come back and make that kind of impact. But I, I think I did underestimate what his presence does for the entire team. So not just what he can do individually. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, it takes a lot of defensive pressure <laughs> off James Harden. You know, I think that's yeah. where where it all goes. <laughs> right. Definitely cleans up a lot of his mistakes. Right? Yeah. All right. In the the last quarterfinal or the semifinal is uh, the 2-3 matchup. Uh, Milwaukee versus Boston. Uh, Milwaukee is up 2-1 to one in that one. Uh, this one, the Boston was looking, uh, uh, they got punched in the mouth. Uh, game one, but they responded nicely in game two, went in handily, and uh, now uh, Milwaukee took game three in a, in a tight one, but just 103 101. Uh, Colson, um, Jalen Brown's looking great, and uh, Giannis is looking ridiculous. <laughs> That's what he does. Uh, Giannis is about, you know, 30, 31 11 and 9, uh, averaging uh, in the in these first three games. Um, how you feeling about this one? Is, uh, is are the champs going to take this one down, or is uh, is Boston going to get a nice counterpunch in? You know, uh, Boston's so deep, um, and they've been, uh, you know, I think I keep saying this: a, a, a top five uh, offense and a top five defense uh, by the end of the season, and that kind of stuff is um, gets you to the finals. And so I'm still picking Boston in this, but mm. I, you know, they had. They had. I thought they had enough guys to throw at Giannis, but what I'm learning uh, very quickly, and and not learning, being reminded of the fact that Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo is the uh, best basketball player on the planet, and that's why they won a title last year. And there's no reason why they can't win one again this year. Um, he's out of control. Uh, last uh, last night, the uh, game went you know down to the wire, and um, uh, Drew Holiday got a nice little uh, flip shot in the lane. Uh, to seal this one up and, uh, you know, with about 10 seconds left. I think what he provides offensively and defensively has also been more than I expected uh, in this series because I thought all the defensive guards could could put some pressure on him, but he's been fantastic. So all the defensive guards from, from uh, the Celtics. Yeah, obviously with um, uh, Middleton out, they had to lean on Holiday for some more scoring, and he's he's been doing that, you know, 25 from him in uh game three uh but the, yeah that being said boston was right there you know they had a rally i think from pretty far back to to make it competitive there but yeah to me like if if boston starts making threes this becomes a whole different series i feel like they've been kind of struggling but yeah they're, they're the one game they won they hit quite a few threes <laughs> right exactly right so we'll see again this is game four is on monday i guess so yeah, I, I think this is a, a lot more this is a um, 
very compelling series. That's one thing I can say. I think all of the all of the series are, even if they to me some of them didn't look as interesting as right. they have been. You know, so um, so shout out to uh, good basketball. I mean, it's good good competitive series. So I, I think that part. Well, these are fun. definitely in the Eastern Conference. We're down to those four teams that you know, sort of all season we couldn't sort of stratify them away from one another. We kept trying yeah. to figure out who was better than than who and they're all basically in the same jumble and so yeah it makes sense that right. these series are becoming competitive uh all right well, do you guys want to take a, a quick break and uh come back in the second half um we've got a stat of the week and an under google ball let's do it that's a plan We are back from the break. We got stat of the week and, of course, an undegoogable. Um, and reminder: if you need a question answered, if you need something undegoogled, you can hit us up. Hit us up on on Twitter. Send us an email. Shout out at theundebeatables.com. Um, if you are on our Slack, hit us up there, uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll uh, find a way to get the information to us, and and we'll find a way to uh, get you the answer that you need. You know. Uh, you also That's take you for. also take suggestions on stat of the week. You're pretty uh, selective, but you do take. Uh, I am, yeah. Mailing questions. Also, if you uh, also, yeah, for for both the stat of the week and for uh, under Googleables, if you send me your questions as um, a note on a like Venmo transaction, I will take those as well. <laughs> That's a, probably a. Real, that's a real quick way to get my attention. Sure. For sure. To get it on air for sure. Joey, stat of the week. So you you, you guys ever, you're driving on the highway. Colson, I know you would do a ton of, a, a ton of driving. I do. A lot uh, of driving. More than the average bear. Yeah. Uh, but we've all, we've all taken lots of, lo, lots of highway trips. Jason, you and I drove out to uh, West Coast mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. That was a good trip. Yeah. Good trip. Um. You guys have seen those like uh, those those sort of like uh, LED uh, signs like above the highway that some of them you know there's there's lots of things on there but uh, sometimes they they'll tell you like the uh, the uh, uh, crash you know crash statistics mm-hmm. um, saying you know so many you know so many people crashed so many people died this year on the on the road 
Well, there's a new study out that's saying uh, something that actually may be uh, leading to more crashes uh, and more uh, and more deaths on the road. Um, can you guys guess what that might be? Those LED signboards. <laughs> Absolutely, of course it is. <laughs> so there's a there was a, a, a study that done in Texas. Um, they uh, the way that they uh, collect the data and the way they display it, it actually made it easy easier for them to measure um, how uh, how many people uh, uh, you know crashed and and, and died. Uh, in the times that they were displaying that, the crashes went up. So the theory is that the people are reading that and they're distracted, you know, by the you know bad news. Um, and it's taking their uh, attention away from the road and they're getting into more crashes. Oh, so it's specifically uh, that statistic, not like the LED boards in general. Right, yes. So people get bummed yeah. out from seeing the crash statistics. And they and just crash into They don't stuff. pay attention and then they crash. So the sort of control with this was they had the same signs that did not display the death toll and there, there was lower deaths like when it was just other information huh. you know that is um, very weird so yeah so yeah they're saying i guess that the proposition is that the the running total of traffic deaths increases anxiety and therefore cognitive load robbing drivers of the mental bandwidth they need to pay attention and drive safely all right good so this is this is a solvable problem just stop displaying i mean that. right for sure but there's uh, a lot of times that uh, we know the answers to questions and don't do anything about it. Well, yeah. Sometimes we dig in the other way. Maybe we make those signs mandatory. I don't know. <laughs> and fix it, it. Yeah, Jason, you're right. It is a hundred percent easily fixable problem. <laughs> so we could stop this tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put. Uh, yeah. Put some. Put something else on there. Put some. Put some yeah, jokes like on there. Lean towards the one. They, I wonder if they did similar studies of, like they must know the the message that is correlated with the least amount of. Yeah. Traffic yeah, yeah. accidents, right? Like. Yeah. Let's put that, that up there more frequently. Billions and billions right. of McDonald's burgers served. Something like that. That's that's a good stat. One. No, it's something completely boring. Th- that's just like yeah. Do you think that that's going to like relax people, Colson, and make them a better driver? It's going to make them know. hungry. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's 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 less stressful than you know nine thousand people died on the road last week or whatever. True, true. I mean, the, the, so then they might start thinking about heart disease. Well, or I mean, something. that's the thing. It's a slower death. Right, right. Which I think Musk or I, I think that's McDonald's new slogan. It's a, it's, it's a slow day. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colson, that was a bummer of a stat, yeah. and I hate to do that, but here we are. So it's, do you have do you want something an, that's going to cheer you up? For? Yeah, hook me up. That's something that's not like, you know, something that's not... Uh, Depressing. They all they up. all end up being uh, depressing, right? It's it's it's. In... Well, not at first. <laughs> well, so here's what I'll do. I'll start with something that's kind of sad, and maybe it won't end up being negative, right? I'm gonna perfect. Yeah, we'll figure it out. 
I think this is this is flawless uh, theory here. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. So. <laughs> so it was, so we, we said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. Sick as a dog. Where do we get sick as a dog? Why are dogs sick? Um, when I feel sick as a dog, what does that mean? I mean, I think, well, I always think it just, it just means you feel really sick. I mean, I don't know. I mean, not, nothing specific, but you just, just saying, hey, I feel very terrible. I feel terrible. I don't know. Jason, do you? Yeah, I don't know. Dogs, dogs are, uh, you know. They get the worst of it, you, you know. If you're, uh, you know, not pulling your weight, you're dogging it, you know. If oh, sure, uh, good call. Like I feel like it's just a derogatory term for, you know, a lower form of humanity, right? As a dog. Um, I keep hearing like men are dogs. I hear that a lot, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from your from, from your wife, from your wife, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No idea why. Sure. Uh, I do know that, um, so, uh, uh, it, you know how this, the side effect of, of lots of drugs is like vomiting or nausea or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, one theory is that because it, they are um, tested on dogs at, at some point, and dogs mm. have a very robust vomiting response or whatever. So that their strategy is to just eat everything and then if something's not good they just throw it, throw it up or whatever <laughs> so they throw up like god sort them out response right? to everything basically so um yeah. so maybe that's part of where it comes from like they always are oh yeah sure dogs do get sick quite often yeah. and they'll eat grass make themselves yeah, throw up and stuff like that yeah yep. yep okay i like that they'll eat any some dogs will just eat anything that'll go into their mouth well yeah and 90 Eight percent of dogs, I bet. Yeah, will eat that's, like I said, that's where most of my socks go. I think. Right. Exactly. Um, now, and also, this does it does suggest that getting sick is sort of a way that we think about throwing up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of just like I have a fever, like a dog. Like maybe I'm actually maybe it is about vomiting. Sick as a dog. Mm. Do we think this goes back to like? Um... No, no, this seems like a sailing thing or something like. It's always isn't it always sailing? I was gonna say it was horse. It's racing. one of the common ones. <laughs> and you can imagine that. Yeah, I don't know if they took dogs on sailing vessels or whatever mm. back in the day, but maybe they did. And maybe dogs were particularly uh, always sick. They don't have good sea legs, so they were always sick. I see. That's a fair. That's a really. That's a, that's fair... a really good guess. Um, so I don't feel like dogs are gonna like ever feel at home on the sea. Yeah, but and, like and it's do. also not a common um, image of a dog on a boat. You know? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. have any of that in yeah. my head. So I don't, I don't think that's likely. But at one point, the mo- major way of transportation, you know, to go places was you know by boat, and so if you had to move your dog from Europe to America. In or whatever, you got to bring your dog. Yeah. I'm sure, it happened. 
So when do you think this turn or this phraseology uh, came about? Well, if if we're going with um, traveling by boat, I'm going to go the 1500s. Well, we're not necessarily going with that. I'm, I'm saying, what what is your uh, so idea? So if, if we're going with boat, I'm going to go the 15, uh, 1500s. But okay. I think that it's I think it's Mark Twain. Mm. Oh, okay. So wait. Oh, okay. I think he came up with go the that phrase route. "sick as a dog." So you don't think it's 1500s? I'm just saying, if it ends up being the boat, I'm guessing 1500s. And if it ends up being Mark Twain, I'm guessing when he was alive. What do you think, Joe? Does this? Do you think this phrase goes back something a long time, or is this a newer? I mean, I feel like it's. What about Shakespeare? Mm. Yeah, it's often Shakespeare. Does this go back to the like the that's... dog bite thing, what, what, or the hair of the dog? Oh uh, yeah, or like the a rabid dog. Yeah, yeah. And what was the hair of the dog? That was like super old. That was like Rome, wasn't it? Mm, I believe so. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. We've yeah, done too many were, of these. For I know. I'm pretty sure that catalog. was went all the way back to Rome, though. I'm pretty sure the um, the sick as a dog thing, and they would put the hair of a dog in the bite wound. Right. Right. <clears throat> so okay, let's. I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna change my mind, and I'm gonna say it's a Roman. We're going back to the Romans. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, it seems fifty I mean, BC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like something that would come from a time where dogs were less uh, integral to the family unit or whatever. You know what I mean? Like sure. dogs are just running around rampant in the streets of like eating old spoiled London food or something and, like yeah, that. Yeah, eating exactly. spoiled food and yakking up everywhere. Yeah. I'm I'm going with that. That's what I think. Okay, so you you've got uh London in the sixteen hundreds? Yeah. Okay. Potentially Shakespeare is yeah, the first sure, one to write. Yeah, sure, sure. But. And then uh Joey, what's your guess before we look this up? I mean I, that's what I'm saying. I'm kinda I think I'm kinda in the same You're kinda Shakespeare spot. Okay. Yeah. I feel good about that. We, we, I think we've got some three solid guesses here. We'll see what happens. We got a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm seeing from the idioms.com that dog was considered an undesirable animal in the 17th century, so much so that there are a lot of phrases, phrases which refer to them negatively. Tired as a dog, dog in the manger, manger, down to the dogs, dogs breakfast, dirty dogs, a, a Never heard of half of these. <laughs> sick as a dog refers to being so sick that one may feel like vomiting. First literary use of the expression in 1705. Uh, uh, the phrase still reflects as a ne- in a negative sense. Mm. Uh, synonyms and variants. Sick as a parrot. <laughs> mm. you know, that's got to come you from say the, all that's, the time. That's got to come from the seafaring things, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an Aerosmith song called Sick as a Dog. Mm. It may have come from there. Oh, uh, apparently sick as a horse is was one one is sick without the sensation of vomiting. That's a fairly fine line. Uh, right the now. modern sick as a parrot, recorded from the 1970s, at one time much overused by British sportsmen as the opposite of over the moon, refers to a state of deep mental depression rather than physical illness. This perhaps comes from instances of parrots contracting 
Cetacosis. I don't know what that is. And passing it to their human owners. I'm also seeing uh, some some uh, relation to, to throwing up. Yeah. So it, it, the, the, the idea of being sick, which is connected to vomiting, is, is apparently the reference here. And that dogs, as you said, uh, you know, one of their ways of dealing with stuff is just to vomit stuff up. So that does seem like that we were right on that. Uh, and it also looks like 1700s London, which I think is kind of what you were saying, Jason. The, at the time, dogs were not seen as human companions, often lived off the street and um, ate spoiled food and died naturally outdoors. <laughs> so. Mm. so I think uh, I think Jason wins I'm not that sure one. Where you, I'm not sure where you, where you thought that that one wasn't going to be depressing, but... <laughs> <laughs> But we nailed it. We nailed regardless. it. Regardless. We're pretty good at this thing. Yeah, I'm seeing yep. actually maybe here it goes back to 1592 even. Oh, really? In Harvey's Works, whatever that is. Oh, Harvey's Works. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 that one's always been on the tip of my tongue. I never guess it, but, I mean, it's always yeah. there. <laughs> you know? That's another... We, we talked uh, talk some of these phrases... Um, you're dog tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Dirty dog. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of yeah, dogs were, dog. you know, dangerous disease, you know, vectors, basically, for a long, long time. You sly dog. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good, that's a good, though. Generally. Well, there you go. <laughs> Boy, I love the internet. Uh, so one one person asked, "What is the origin of the phrase sick as a chip?'" <laughs> and the response was, "Never having heard it before, I can only assume the origin is you." <laughs> oh, I, I'm 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 now seeing the same stuff as you. The 1592. It looks like looks like it was the first time in print that we can find, and they spelled sick. S I C K E. <laughs> yeah, because they're British, so they they just throw extra vowels in right, unnecessarily. Right. <laughs> Hello, Gabna. Uh, alrighty, well, we'll be back with you next week. Colson, you you're dropping. Uh, uh, what are you dropping on Thursday? Uh, the the newest uh, clip show, which would be uh, two fifty one to three hundred. Oh my goodness! I know. Um, you actually, if you are on iTunes right now, you actually can't go back to three hundred. Um, only on Stitcher and and, and uh, Spotify, I think, can you do that. So, um, so this is a way to catch up if you've not, uh, you know, not heard those those episodes. Nice. So, I am. What is that? What does that cost? What's the uh, pledge level? That, that's uh, that's free. If you, what? If, I know. That's outrageous. I know, I know. If you would like to hear it now, like immediately, like I said, the Snyder Cut version, the two and a half hour version, uh, you can get on, uh, you, just, you just pay us five bucks a month and uh, you'll be uh, hanging out with us on, on Slack. Boy, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. I'm probably going to do that right now. <laughs> you can uh, send some calls and some DMs. Send, you can, and you can send us... Uh, 
send us your undergoogable questions and the uh, and uh, I will accept stats of the week. He's not. He's not necessarily going to use them, but he'll he'll accept them. Oh no, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> In fact, one of my stats of the week is what percentage of other people's stats that I accept. It's low. <laughs> low. Unless it's attached to Venmo, then it gets higher. <laughs> right. Then 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 that gets a, a more thorough read. <laughs> money talks. That's all I'm saying. Hi, hi, money. <laughs> On that note, we are getting out of here. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us in, uh, well, this offseason for the Pacers. Uh, But hope you're still enjoying playoff basketball. Um, There's some good stuff out there. So so keep watching that. WNBA is is, uh, rolling now. So uh, if you got a dog in that fight, um, just keep using the word dog now. (laughs) Um, So we'll be back with you next week. Until then, uh, like I said, hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash Undebeatables. We uh, can accept email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. There's a website. On our, on our website, there's a, a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. And, um, and the website slash store, you can buy a Smedium t-shirt. For a once and always coach. Bobby Sickliner. Turn out the lights. The party's over. And and the and the architect Donnie Walsh, by the way. Probably a NBA lottery app, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's probably true. And they're gonna know before they even show it on the thing. People oh, are going to start tweeting, tweeting it out. They know now. They've already decided. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. But if we win, if we win the first pick, then that's not a conspiracy, right? But if we don't, then it's it's big. Uh, big NBA is trying to keep the ma- the Pacers down. Yeah, that's exactly how conspiracies work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good to know. Well, we know uh, OKC is not getting it because they don't want to reward tanking and uh, accumulating draft picks. Detroit uh, got the number one pick last year, so they probably won't right. get it again. Right. Uh, uh, Houston is, you know, not a paragon of NBA awesomeness lately. So, uh, so we got a good chance, I think. Okay. Oh, we got the and we got the All Star game that we'll be hosting at some point in That's the right. in near future. That's right. yeah, we got there. We go. We got to have we got to the back of the line. Yeah, but we'll, but when we do host it, we got to have uh, you know some young yeah. hot prospect that we drafted right. Right. number one overall. Here's my problem. I want to have I. I'm just afraid we're going to take take Chet Holgram with the number one pick, and um, I don't think I'll be able to. I might have to stop doing the pod if that happens. <laughs> I don't know if I can live with. Is this like look at this before? This is before you see him play, like in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. All right. Well, this these might be the last few episodes. So yeah, I'm I'm sure you guys can can uh, power on without me. I just bring this. I just bring the uh, the uh, total (laughs) IQ down. Find somebody to sing this song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really this whole thing falls apart <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it might actually be like thoughtful and insightful if I leave. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's gonna edit? Who's gonna put together a that's, clip that's shows? True. That's excellent. <laughs> Who's doing the clip shows if I'm gone?